Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This episode is going to cover what I've done, what I've experienced in eliminating wheat and seeds and wheat in general uh, from my diet and how it helped me eliminate and drop the excess body fat that I was retaining around my stomach, around my love handles, my lower back, and in and around my thighs and up around my chest. It took me a long time to really figure this out. There's a lot of misinformation that I was reading online. A lot of people don't explain it in depth. Everybody recommends different kinds of wheat. They say different positive things about uh, different varieties, and it, it gets a little bit confusing. And I went through a long process of research, and really dove deep into this, and practiced what it was that I was reading on my body and looking for certain symptoms and results as to what would happen when eating certain varieties of wheat. So first off, uh, this is going to be a little bit uh, technical. Uh, it is in a free flowing. I have a good amount of information. I'm going to try to keep it short, under 30 minutes. Please bear with me. If you have any questions, follow up with me afterwards. I have lots of resources and supporting documentation that I can share with anybody that has any interest in this whatsoever. So first off, wheat itself the most commonly ate wheat on this planet, making up 95% of the commercial produced wheat for all humans and animals has a six-pair chromosome-based structure to it. Six-pair chromosome-based structure. Humans, if you remember chemistry or biology or whatever it was in high school, we have uh, 23 base pairs and 23 and it makes up, it gives us 46. But those base pair is two chromosomes in its structure. The more common wheat that is distributed worldwide actually has a six times two base pair structure for its wheat. Now this is really important to understand or to come to grips on. I'm not going to get into the, the great details and the confusing angles of this. But in terms of simplicity, in terms of eating food for your body type, for your DNA, what do you feel would be more appropriate when eating these types of food? That you want to have a food that is chromosome-based pair similar to the human species or to our species? Or do you want to have something that's completely been mutated and cropped and selectively bred, so on and so forth, over a long period of time? So when I found this out, I did a little bit more digging, and I just curiously thought the path of least resistance to ensure that I get something that is sustainable for my body, I'd want to eat a wheat that is just a two-chromosome base pair, and that's it, and it, it would have as many pairs as that it would have, and I did a little bit of research, and I found emmer, farro, and um, one or two other ancient grains that are tetraploid, which is a four-chromosome base pair. And then I found that emmer, or sorry, inkhorn, is a two-chromosome-based pair. So I went around the world, actually. I went into France, found a developer or a, um, a private research uh, agricultural company that was specializing in developing a uh, very old land-race domesticated inkhorn seed. And I brought a bunch of it back with me to Canada. And I made some bread out of it. And the bread is very thick. The one thing that I noticed from the inkhorn is that it didn't bloat like the traditional bread. I don't use yeast in my bread because yeast is poison. It forms carbonic acid in your system when you eat it. 
I wanted to make bread like they did in the old days, or a couple hundred years ago. Water, salt, and flour. They bake it and it expands. Yes, this is the original way. So when trying this, what I noticed really quickly was that the bread had immense taste. It gave me immense flavor. Uh, the gumming aspect still did happen in my body. So the, the mucus formed, the back of your throat, when you're clearing your throat after you eat some food, uh, th that buildup, that uh, residual byproduct, the clogging of the cells because of the polysaccharides that are in the grain itself or the starches. And the, the starch, again, is a carbonic acid byproduct. And that polysaccharide simply means just multiple sugar strains, which if you understand the human body and the cells that are your energy system, they break down that starch and it creates more mucus byproduct because it's not a single simple sugar. It's more complex. So this was important for me and it, I'm always searching out the best type of food that is the most efficiently absorbed in my system and I'm very aware of mucus. I'm very aware of neurotoxins on the food that give you the asthmatic breathing issues following it. Suffering from asthma when I was younger from eating a lot of bad food which really was just neurotoxins, it's one thing that I was searching out to find so I didn't have those effects. And from this, it led me to Angkor. Now, this is important to understand. There's one, there's no Angkor really on the market. There's a few producers, if you're from Canada and BC, uh, there's one or two producers, I think, in the United States, and then there's a special small producer in France that does not export the grain. And if you go to Turkey, there's some in southeast Turkey uh, from the Caradog South uh, East Mountain Range area. Um, and uh, it's important to recognize this. When you're trying to eat the right food, you're really going to have to do a little bit of research and find where the food is coming from or understand what the food is that you're eating. Now, these spelt grains ancient grains, the emmer, they're all different chromosome-based pairs separate from what the human body is. You have to ask yourself, why is this? Why is the wheat so much different than what its natural parent lineage is, which is Ancorn. Ancorn's the, the great-great-grandfather for most of the strains uh, that are on the market. And what they you, you have to really put this into perspective. Why would I want to eat something that is completely different genetically than what your human body is used to eating and breaking down. You can do it. You can eat gum, uh, like glue, for uh, that matter, and you'll still be able to poison yourself and do whatever you want with it. Doing this uh, is just not the most efficient way of living. So it's important to, like, maybe if this piques your curiosity, do a little bit of exploring on your own thought as to why this would happen. There's a really good database called the Mutant Variant Database it lists the, uh, the number of years that uh, a lot of these wheats have been mutated through chemical radiation and through uh, regular radiation, zapping it with gamma rays, changing the, the molecules of it. Now, this has been happening since 1950. So if you want to do a little bit of research on that, you can go in and it'll give you a little bit more information. Uh, but there's dozens and dozens and dozens of wheat varieties that are present on there. It's actually, it makes up about 50% of what they called the Adams for Peace campaign back in uh, 1954, 1960, which was disguised as to help heal and save the world when really all it did was destroy the authentic real life force 
life energy sustainability capabilities of a lot of these grains. Now, why is this important? Because your body wasn't made like this. Your body isn't meant to handle these kind of irradiated types of foods. And what is even more important about this, when you're choosing bread to eat and why you're not losing that excess fat, the bread itself is so foreign to your body through these practices, it just doesn't get absorbed properly. Your body doesn't utilize it properly. It doesn't know what to do, and it goes in and it stores this fat in your system. You'll still break down part of it. Your body will manage to use a little bit of it, but it'll eventually break it down, and you're not going to get the full effect out of eating a true ancient grass seed as a food source. So um, I could give you example after example after example on this. Uh, India, China, Russia Federation, 1960, 19... 89, 1978, um, 1991. And what is important about this? This classifies as organic production. I'm going to read a little expert from their website so you can uh, get an idea of where they have their mindset at. Mutation breeding is built on mutation induction and mutation detection. Mutation induction coupled with selection remains the cleanest and most inexpensive way to create varieties by simply changing the characteristics without affecting the overall phenotype. Now, how many of you have heard that microwaves destroy your food? How many of you have tasted the difference between the foods in the microwave and food that you cook in your oven or uh, food that you make fresh or if it's frozen, you let it thaw out and you might steam it or whatever process you use? Now ask yourself, do you believe that it might be possible to radiate something given the uh, prehistoric mindset that man has in terms of what they can do to modify something out of financial gain? Do you really believe that this is safe? I don't. So for me, I stopped eating it and I moved away from believing that this is what was actually healthy. And now doing that and going through the mutant variant database, I really discovered how bad all of the grains are, including some seeds, flaxseed, uh, rye seed, and a lot of other seed species, and legumes especially, that have been mutated through chemical and gamma radiation treatment. Now, imagine taking bread, which is one form of crazy chromosome structured whatever, and mixing that with some seeds, which is a denser type of protein. Seeds and nuts. Now you can argue, well, wheat is a seed. It's a grass seed. It's not a grain. It's a seed. And some of the other seeds, you can mix together and there shouldn't be a problem. Uh, that, well, that, that's kind of true and that's not true. When you take a seed and you grind it down into powder and you make it with water and salt and, God forbid, you put yeast and wheat germ gluten and other binding agents to hold it together because the wheat doesn't produce properly then you have one form of energy source, but then you add in these other kind of seeds and nuts that are higher in protein that aren't grinded down. That protein requires a different type of stomach acid for your body to break it down. And as such, that stomach acid, pepsin hydrochloride, does not mix well with the amylase digestive enzymes that breaks down the simple carbohydrates uh, or the wheat grain carbohydrates that your body would be taking in. So, 
With that, you neutralize a lot of the effect in your stomach. It goes into your intestines. You don't digest it properly. That's what I'm trying to say. In your stomach, goes into your intestines, and then it starts to ferment, break down, and bloat. Now, does that sound like the highest efficient system that you could have? It'd be like dumping diesel gasoline in a gasoline car. It just it doesn't mix. It just doesn't work. Further to all of this, through my discovery, I went back and I found an article. I'm going to pull this up for you all right now. An Australian study by CSIRO. Uh, it was headed up by Professor Jack Heineman. Might be pronounced wrong. He's a molecular biologist at the University of Caterbury. Uh, they showed a direct correlation between children and women uh, who consume too much of this meat could die by the age uh, of five or six. Uh, adults who started eating the substance uh, w- will continue to get sick on an ongoing basis, really hindering their system. Uh, and then there's another woman that came on and explained this. This is a 770 page report on the effects of this special Australian wheat that actually silences your body's natural mechanism to utilize carbohydrates, a.k.a. utilize sugars for your body's basic function and operation, what your brain runs on, what all your cells run on, your cleanest form of sugar. It, it shuts that off. Why? Because it's a mutated form of wheat that is meant to help stop pests and the insects who eat it. It kills them off when they eat it. So this has been... Uh, what, five years, six years ago, that article came out. Uh, and where did they get that technology? From a lot of the American institutions and Monsanto, DuPont, and uh, Syngenta, and some of the other agrochemical crazy companies that uh, are not really fans for your health. All of that, like if you start reading into this, you can look this up. If you have questions about this message, I'll share it with you. This will add up as to why you are not losing that extra weight. And this podcast is just to help find that irregularity of to why it is it's not working. The wheat is not even real food anymore, folks. It is not healthy for you. It's not good for you. The only wheat that you really should be eating would be a a wild emmer or, sorry, land-race domesticated emmer, a farrow from Italy type of style, or acorn. And even those are not essentially healthy for your body. They have other negative attributes, and there's a lot of chromosome uh, issues and old stories from back in ancient civilizations about how the bread was actually mutated to limit the lifespan of the person or human eating it to 140 years old. And we'll get into all that conspiracy stuff, but supposedly that's what the Anunnaki designed and created this for. So, uh, separate from that, what I would recommend just in case some of you are pulling your hair out wondering what you could do, uh, there's a, a wild rice variety that I have access to here in Canada. I recommend all of you looking up to eat it in lieu of actually eating the uh, wheat grain. The wheat grain that has gluten in it, the wild rice varieties do not have gluten in it. It is a lot more easily digestible, uh, and it's significantly better for your body in terms of energy, and it has an old old date in terms of its uh, originality of where it came from this for me i found to be very uh, uplifting when i finally ordered it and started eating it i noticed a significant difference and a complete reduction of all body fat even when i was eating uh, half a cup uncooked or three quarters of a cup uncooked every single day now granted i was doing a little bit exercise and running around doing all my errands and everything else 
but I still didn't put on that extra weight. Whereas if I eat white rice or white bread or brown bread or whole wheat bread or organic ancient grain bread or nuts and seed type bread, all of that, it didn't matter what I did, I would still always store as fat. There's always a portion that's there and it's always the hardest portion to get off. Now, I won't get into corn, but corn's in the same boat as uh, grain, wheat. I don't recommend it unless you can get an American Standard Tezanite, which is one of the original parent grains of all of the modern-day corn that's on the market nowadays. So given that that is not really available unless you're in uh, parts of the uh, mid-southwest Mexico, New Mexico region, um, that's about one of the only places that it does grow. It is a very nutrition, uh, nutritiously dense uh, product, and it does have a lot of benefits for your health. But to actually process it, to grow it, it's not made in uh, mass commercial productions. It is what they use if they need to strengthen the uh, viability of a specific corn they will actually use that. But um, for argument's sakes and the fact that it's not readily available, it'd just be a lot better for everybody to focus on uh, a long grain organic brown rice uh, or a, a wild rice variety. So the, um, where just was here? But what people should really keep in mind with as well, like when you're eating these foods, uh, any of them, you want to have the understanding about the three primary energy sources from the food itself that helps your body replenish what it needs, which is chemical, bacterial, and electrical. Now, the majority of people get the chemical, no problem. You get it in dried herbs, uh, so on and so forth. Some of the dried product will form different uh, bacterial environments and allow for it to grow and spawn in the system. Uh, but the majority of people do not get the electrical component, which is the main aspect in our food that actually keeps us looking younger, staying younger, feeling younger, and never aging. So if you're looking like what I'm looking to do, which is always keep my age down and reverse my aging or heal my body or re-electrify my body, I'm always looking for food that have that electrical component. Now, sharing this, grinding up bread from seeds and adding water and then baking it in the oven isn't allowing that electrical component to be carried over but if you take in corn or wild rice and you put it in water and you boil the seed and you make it into a different culinary type of dish you actually get a minor kinetic action that happens within the cell when the expansion and the splitting of the cell happens there's a little release of energy that goes into it it increases the alkalinity and it helps the product itself but keep in mind those products still create a byproduct in the cell and it's not the highest form of efficient energy that your system can get so uh, an an interesting discovery that i found for myself worst what you can do to uh, unlock your full potential is no starchy food at all Starches, man-made or hybridization, uh, breeding practices that have been done by humans over and over and over and over again that we call food. Furthermore, the majority of the starchy foods on the market, if you go to the mutant variant database that I mentioned that's in Austria, uh, they will show you all of the foods that have starches in them that people eat. It's their most common daily habits and it completely poisons your system. And it's all mutated by chemical manual chemical radiation by using chemical to cause uh, a type of transformation uh, and or using radiation to change the actual 
genome of the plant itself through stressors and environmental factors, the radiation itself. Like, that's just not true. It, and again, it comes back to the microwave. How many people have heard that the microwave's not good? Lots of people don't care. They still eat the food, but you're literally making yourself sick and you're changing your DNA because you ultimately become what it is that you're eating on a regular basis. So why not eat foods that are not going through that type of process? But then how do you find those foods? Where do you go? That is a whole nother battlefield for everybody that's getting into this ecosystem of cleaning their health out. You're not going to find these types of foods at a lot of the grocery stores. You will at the health stores, the smaller boutique nutritional places that are more gear focused on uh, smaller productions that have connections to smaller distribution channels all of that would be uh, better sourced product than anything that you buy at any commercial store whatsoever at least from what i'm seeing up here in canada and when i traveled around in parts of mexico and in parts of the u.s that is what i've noticed uh, first and foremost so get out there and do a little bit of research on it and you will find most likely what it is that you're looking for. Now, I want to uh, quickly outline what the Atoms of Peace campaign was so you have a, a brief understanding. Uh, the United States government promoted this campaign. It's called the Atoms for Peace campaign. Uh, back in 1950-1960, in conjunction with the Austrian Atomic Energy Division and a bunch of other nation states, this was under the guise to prepare the food and make food more viable for people to have more access to it. Kind of like the similar story that they said protein saves everybody and they had to do mass cattle production across the world. And how uh, the, the use of uh, certain foods was required in certain states like uh, GMOs and GE products, so on and so forth. And how that was to increase crop production for the betterment of food supplies for humanity on earth and that was completely false and it's been proven false and farmers are coming out all the time all over the planet acknowledging that their crops are actually less uh, and that people and their families are having uh, birth defects or people that go into the crops and with the chemicals so on and so forth they're getting sued all the time this information is all over google if you want to choose to believe it you can if you don't want to believe it then that, that's totally fine it's up to you but do you really think that a human-made chemical resistant plant that's made in a lab is actually natural and healthy for you i definitely sure do not so um separate from that what is really important from this what what i want or would like to see everybody do when they're eating bread is really pay attention to what it is that you're doing with this bread find yourself in a, in a moment when you are really aware of what your body is doing mechanical-wise, how you feel, the mucus in the back of your throat, uh, is your head stuffed up, is your nose running, are you wheezing a little bit in your lungs, so on and so forth. And if you can and you have the time to explore this, come off all wheat, all wheat and white rice and white and yellow corn. Come up all of it. And watch how your body responds over about a one-week period to 10-day period. You can have wild rice. If you really want to have brown rice, have an organic, long-grain brown rice. Some of the best quality brown rice that I've found is out of Italy. Some very good varieties. You want to make sure that it has the wheat germ on the outside of it, a.k.a. it will take a lot longer for the rice itself to cook in the water and open up and split. The longer, the better, I've found personally. Give yourself this opportunity to try this experiment and watch what happens with your body. 
Watch how your energy fluctuates. Watch the mucus that's at the back of your throat. If you do this, I promise you will notice significant changes. And if you have the awareness to understand about what has happened when you're eating this bread, you're going to come to understand that it's not overly healthy for you whatsoever. There's significantly better foods out there like fruits, berries, melons, lettuces, vegetables, non-root vegetables, getting into the potato uh, crazy toxicity levels is a whole nother story but you want to eat the foods that are growing above the ground and you want to get the foods that have the easily easiest absorbable sugar for your system simple sugars so other than that i hope this comes across a little bit clear and people can understand it the goal of this is to help people move away from eating wheat, to not buying into any of the uh, mass marketing propaganda that tells you that you have to have whole grains and whatnot. Mark my words, in another 5-10 years, nobody's going to be eating it, at least the people who want to be extremely healthy. Now, saying all that, yes, it's not healthy for you, but if you're in the mindset that you are abundantly healthy and abundantly happy, grateful, and thankful for everything in your life all the time, and you really truly embody that, then it doesn't matter if you eat wheat. It doesn't matter if you eat anything. You can eat whatever you want. And you'll be able to actually change the chemistry of it as it goes into your body. Hocus pocus sounding, maybe for some of you, but uh, I've seen it firsthand and I've watched people firsthand that live that life. And it's amazing what it is that they can do when they tell themselves that uh, it is for their highest good and they're extremely grateful for it. doesn't matter what it is. So I hope this sheds some light. I hope uh, if you have any questions, please do reach out to me. I'll share with you any any of my resources. I didn't want to list it all. I didn't want this to sound too uh, research scientific-ish. I want everybody to know that they have the uh, easy opportunity of eliminating one food source that would allow their body to really transform dramatically. Losing dozens and dozens and dozens of pounds or losing that last five ten pounds that you've always wanted to get rid of this is the key to that lots of books are out about this the gut brain uh removing all going to keto diet which i don't support and going on a lot of these other diets uh, they're not active healthy lifestyle transformations so all you have to do is remove one or two of the main foods and allow yourself to eat everything else that you've been eating and you'll see a significant change within your system so Stay tuned. If you really find this information valuable and there's somebody that you believe that may be benefiting from this type of knowledge, please share this out to everybody that you can. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Add me. Connect with me. I respond to everybody's messages. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. Greatly appreciate it. I look forward to speaking with you all in the future very shortly. Thank you.